0: One time or another in my life is that sometimes, you know, you're at ease in Zion, you know, you're kind of looking around at everybody else and you say, well, you know, uh, well, I'm okay, they're okay, we, we like about the same, you know, nobody's doing any, 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 you know, big thing. All of us make mistakes, you know, and so we don't really press towards a goal for the prize of the high calling. I've been there. I'm so busy with my job, you know, I was so busy with my job, things like that. Uh, that was my, really... Life, even though I said, well, I'm a Christian, I live for God, but really I was living for my job. You know? I wanted to succeed. And so succeeding took precedence over, my natural succeeding, my succeeding in coaching took precedence over my uh, spiritual life. And so therefore, I didn't have much spirituality to me. And I didn't know that I was harming myself. I didn't know I was putting my whole family in jeopardy. I didn't know all those things uh, because I wasn't spiritually discerning. But see, I'm tell you, telling you that you can't do that. You have to put your spiritual first and then the natural. If the, spiritual, if the spiritual things are in order, then the natural thing is going to come along right behind it. Can't help but come behind it. But if you get it the opposite way around, you know, you're going to be in trouble. You can be successful in the world's eyes in your job, you know, but I'm going to tell you that when you stand before Jesus Christ, then it's going to be a whole different ball game. So that's why we have these these are objectives that we'll review next week when we close out the message. Gloria Good has uh, uh, some. I think she read something, and she wanted to just share with you uh, what was read, maybe to encourage you. Uh, that uh, I guess there's more people who are saying the same thing. So do you want to come up, Gloria?
1: I guess, and what I can't believe now that I asked Pastor yesterday if he thought this was relevant. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, I receive mail all the time from different um, uh, Christian um, uh, groups and um, this particular uh, minister, I received a letter from, and sh- uh, she was really talking about a conference that was held. And um, I'm going to read just uh, portions of the letter that was written to me, and uh, I-, I was just really blessed by it. And I was blessed. Uh, I just felt something rise up in my spirit when I read this, and uh, and I shared it with Pastor, and he wanted me to share this with you. Uh, she said some miraculous, something miraculous always happens when God's people come together. And she's talking about this conference that was just recently held and she said it was a special time as mothers, daughters, sisters, wives, granddaughters, and best friends came together to hear a clear word from the Lord. And what they heard is, it's time to be relentless. It's time to be relentless. When you're relentless, you never give up. Persistence and determined, you keep pressing toward no matter what comes against you because you are committed to never quit. Before the conference even started, I knew God had something special planned for us. As each day progressed and my guest speakers shared what God had put on their hearts, it seemed he was giving us three key points to equip us to live a relentless life. The first word was given was, if you're going to be relentless, you, we have to be willing. We have to be willing. Being willing means we choose to unpack our emotional baggage, to dump our guilt, our fear, rejection, anger, and stop carrying it around with us. We need to leave our past behind us, so we can relentlessly pursue God's future and purpose for our lives. Um, We also heard that God wants us to be faithful. He wants us to be faithful. And at first, this may not seem too exciting or glamorous, but it's so critical to our walk with God. Jesus said, if you're going to be faithful with much, and we, we all seem to want much, we first have to prove ourselves faithful in the little things. And she used a scripture reference, Matthew 25:21, and the master said, oh, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've uh, been faithful over little, little things, so I'll make you rulers over much. And he, then he said, Come and join me in my happiness. And that was the NIV version. Um, living by faith also means living a faithful life. It means showing ourselves faithful time and time again. A faithless life gives up because we have a tendency to quit when things get difficult or when our emotions or support wavers. This brings us to the final key, we must be connected. We weren't designed to serve God and fulfill his plan in our lives alone. God created us for relationship to stand together and encourage one another, to give our lives to something so much bigger than ourselves. We can't succeed alone. It requires connectedness, and and we just showed an example of that as, as we prayed and we stood with David and we stood with Terry. We can't stand alone. We need to be relentless in our pursuit. And then after I read this, the Lord gave me, this one, because you look on your bulletin every Sunday, we see that the pastor is calling us to be connected, and the Lord said, um, um, "Get connected when we connect, we are accountable to each other, and we when we link spiritual arms, we hold each other up, and to hold each other up spiritually, we have to be relentless in our pursuit of God and then uh, when I was reading over this this morning, as Pastor had instructed me to, to solve for fluency, um, God, God gave me this. He said to, to say to you that the spirit of the living God says this to my people. It is your will that has to be overcome. It is your unbelief that has to be overcome. It is your being out of fellowship that has to be overcome.
0: Number one, we said that we need to have a passionate desire for the life that God has called us to have. Uh, Number two, we said we need to be determined that we're going to change those things out of God's will, prioritized by Him. Uh, Number three, we said we need to know that we're going to have to sacrifice and hurt. we have to trust God, number four, and and His uh, spiritual covering for our lives. We said, number five, be committed. Number six, we said to be accountable. Number seven. We need to prioritize our time and stick to our schedule. You know, uh, most time, most of the time, uh, people can't get things done that could get done because they are not, they haven't prioritized their time. They haven't focused in on things. And see, uh, we have twenty-four hours in a day, and if we don't prioritize things according to God's Word, then we will invariably have God's Word sitting in a a lower priority than we should. Because if so many of us probably will say, you know, I want to spend more time with God, but it seems like I'm so busy, I don't have time. You know, I want to do it in the morning, but I'm sleepy, and so... I get up just enough time to get ready to go to work. Or some ladies say, well, I get up, uh, by the time I get up, the kids get up. Uh, Sometimes we say at night, you know, I want to do it at night, but when I open my Bible, I fall asleep. I just don't seem to be able to get it done. Well, we don't get things done spiritually because we don't prioritize. I don't care if it's... Uh, any of the number of things that we've talked about, whether it's your job, whether it's your weight, whether it's your finances, I don't care. Whether it's your children, whether it's your um, relationship with your mate. If you don't prioritize those things, then it's going to fall back and it's going to be uh, not like God wants it to be because you haven't put it as a top priority. The top priority in our life should be to have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what it should be. It should be that we want to walk this word out. We want to be more and more uh, obedient to Him today than we were yesterday. We need to prioritize that. We need to prioritize His word because He gave us His word. His word is life. His word will be forever. It's forever settled in hell. His word is what we need. And when we don't have His word in us, then we are subject to have the world's word, or what the word somebody gave us, or what we think the word may be, which is not necessarily true, because the word is truth. There is no other truth than the word of God. If it deviates from the word of God, it's a lie. I don't care what somebody say, it's a lie. We have to be disciplined in order to prioritize our time. See, we can prioritize our time because Every last one of you, if you make a goal, if you say you're going to do something, then you prioritize that. But what happens is that you tend to not be disciplined enough to follow through with it. I mean, tell me some of of the examples. You know, uh, do you understand that we have to prioritize our relationship with our mate if we're married? We have to uh, prioritize and be disciplined enough to get in the Word of God, to have a devotional time. We're going to have to be disciplined enough That we're going to make sure that our children uh, are taught in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We're going to have to be sure that our job doesn't get, uh, uh, you know, just, we we go to our job and we just go through the motions. We have to make sure that we prioritize the things that need to be prioritized. And not just let it slack on out. Because that's what we tend to do. Discipline. 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 How many of you have ever tried to lose weight besides me? It takes discipline, doesn't it? I mean, it takes discipline. It takes discipline, 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 discipline. It takes discipline. Everybody wants a better financial situation than we have. It takes discipline to get it there. We can't go by, uh, you know, just spending when we see something we like. We have to understand that we have to have delayed gratification, which takes discipline. It takes discipline. You cannot succeed without prioritizing your time, scheduling things out. Like my wife, she writes her schedule out every day. I keep mine in my mind. And she gets hers done every day. I get mine done some days, because I don't write it down. You know, I'm easily distracted. It's hard for me to stay focused when I'm when I'm around people. So, uh, like when we were over Old Forest Road, it was harder to stay focused because I had people in a building all the time. Then we had people come in for this and that and this and that, and I would want to talk to them because I like talking to people and it would get me off focus. People would drop by, you know, and just want to talk, and it would get me off focus. But since I've been at home, my office has been at home, I've been more focused. I could get out of the bed, go straight to my office, and I can stay in my office from, uh, you know, from the time we finish our devotional time, From I can spend it from 7 o'clock on to 7 at night. And usually nobody comes to interrupt with anything, pretty much. Uh, because Brandon's there, but she's downstairs in her office. So really, uh, there's nobody to distract anything except the cats. You know, <laughs> so people don't come by. You know, for dance ministry, they don't come by to pick up this. You know, for range of impact ministry, they don't come by to church for anything. You know, Every now and then somebody come over to duplicate something, but usually it's just a short period of time. You know, you have to be disciplined. You have to stay focused if you're going to get things done. And I've gotten more things done, you know, uh, the time since I've been home than I've gotten done at, at, at church, really, because it's hard to stay focused for me. Uh, they they have a they have a name for that in the school system. I don't I don't I don't have that name though, but they have a name for it. What do they call it? Huh? ADD, ADD. You know, attention deficit disorder, something like that. Most of us will have it, (laughs) really, uh, if something that you like is around you a lot, you know, whether it be food, whether it be relaxation, whether it be friends, whether it be whatever it is. uh, It's hard to keep a a person's attention. But in order to succeed, you're going to have to be disciplined, you're going to have to stay focused, and you're going to have to have God as a center of everything. How many of you would say, you know, in 2009, I'm going I'm to really get into this Word of God. And it's not going to be a day that goes by that I'm not in this Word and I'm learning what God says that I'm supposed to learn. I'm not going to just pick it up and just open it to a place and then start reading. I'm going to systematically go through this Word of God and I'm going to learn what God is saying from Genesis to Revelation. You know, you can do that. But it takes discipline, doesn't it? If you don't prioritize it, it won't happen. Guarantee it will not happen. And most of us really don't have it as a priority. So that's why God is saying to succeed at anything, you're going to have to prioritize it. The center of our focus should be Jesus Christ. We have to practice lengthening our attention span. We have to practice, you know. Reading. Some people tell me, "Say, well, you know, when I read it, it's kind of dry. I don't get nothing. I don't get anything, you know, when I read it. It's just like reading words, you know. I'd rather to read when I want to read rather than reading because I have to read, you know." No. No, we need to read because God says that we need an intimate relationship with Him. We need to know His Word, and I guarantee you, uh, you don't, uh, you know, eat. Just haphazardly. Most of us have a schedule, don't we? You know? Most of us have a schedule. And you'll stick on that schedule pretty much, unless something interrupted, but you're going to stay on that schedule. Well, it should be the same way with this Word of God. And you'll say, well, oh yeah, but my stomach will tell me, my checkbook will tell me, if I'm not you know, financially able. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, uh, the Spirit of God will tell you. Unless your conscience becomes seared and you don't you're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants you to read His Word. Don't allow good things to interfere with your priorities. There are so many good things that we have to do. And especially if you have children, there are so many good things. And you know, you can name Many, 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 many things that you can get your kids involved in. And they're good things. But after a period of time, you don't have time for yourself. You don't have time for anything because you're busy doing for your children. And I'm, I'm not saying neglect your children. But I'm just saying that you can't put them in every single thing and expect. For you to have some time All the things you're going to be doing is being a chauffeur Running here, running there, running there And, and I, you know, I ask some people, I say Hey, um, let's get together and go through the word of God here Well, you know, I got soccer here I got basketball here I got piano here got dance here I got, you know There's so many things that they're doing That they're busy, 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 busy But they're not becoming more spiritual And I don't want that to be you God doesn't want to be you God wants us to say, okay, look, you have, you have one thing that you can do this semester. One thing. You choose that thing, and then that's it. You have to learn to discipline your children because they will rule you. Oh, people got little children say amen. They'll try. They will try. They want attention from the time they get up to the time they go to bed. They want attention. And you have to discipline those children that, hey, this is play time for you. This is study time for moms. And you study. And you say, oh, no, but they'll cry. Okay, fine. But learn how to discipline, you know, in a, in a healthy way. Because don't let your children run you, your life. Don't let anybody else run your life either. Because you can get in a situation, especially me, that I can be busy about doing ver ver. So many good things because there's so many people I can get with, so many people that uh, you know I can minister to. But after a while, if my schedule is filled up with ministry, when am I gonna get ministered to by God? And the only thing I'm gonna be going on really is just fumes. You know, when well, I read, you know, when last time you read about, Bible, you know, well, oh, you know, about five years ago, you know, I read, you know. But I know what it says, you know. I got scripture memorized and I know what it says, you know. No, I want an up-to-date relationship with Jesus Christ. The last thing I want to cover today is to, number eight, work hard but smart. Number seven was now we're going to prioritize our time and try to keep to a schedule. Number eight was we're going to work hard but smart. Work hard but smart. Work hard but smart. A lot of people work hard but they don't work smart. A lot of people work smart but not hard. Neither one of them gonna help you. You know? You gotta to be together. You don't want to see how much how little you can do, you know, and try to get over on your boss. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be working hard, but you can be smarter in your working and Take less time to do what needs to be done and still have time left over. Find out what's required of you. Let's go to our workplace. Find out what's required of you and do it as unto the Lord. Find out what's required of you and do it unto the Lord. If you're a mother at home, find out what the Lord requires of you and do it as unto Him. Find out what what, what it is. Which are more important? For you to get scripture into your child or for you to uh, do the dishes. You, know? you say, well, I don't like uh, a dirty kitchen. Yeah? What's better to have a dirty kitchen and a clean heart than vice versa? Yeah? Find out what's you know, expected and what's required. You got two things right here. Sometimes people know what is required of them and they do it. They do what's required, but that's all they do. Just what's required. In these days and time, no employer is looking for an employee that's just going to do what they're hired to do. An employer is looking for somebody who's going to do more than what they're hired to do, more than what they're paid for. You say, that's unfair, you know. Well, I'm just telling you, that's the only way you can move up. When they start laying out people, they don't lay out people who do more and who does it for less money. And those who don't complain, those who really are trying to help the business flourish, they're going to keep them. I don't care if they're the last person who hire. they're the last person on the totem pole, they'll fire somebody else. Lay somebody else off, they won't lay that person off. Then find out what's expected of you. You know? Everybody expects more. Everybody expects more. So you have to find out what's expected of you. Let's, let's look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 41. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. That's kind of unfair. But it's God's word. That word. Force, or uh, some uh, like the NIV might say, or some other version might say, compel. That word is a like a uh, it's like a loan word from from the Persians. And what they did was they, they had couriers, which the word comes from. They had couriers that were, would would they could require you to give them your animal, your car, and and also require you to drive them somewhere. And back then, of course, it was horses. And things like that. The Romans adopted that and they use it for military purposes. And if you are a high-ranking Roman official, you can require somebody to carry something from here to there to help you. And nothing you could do about it. It was a law. And so therefore you see in like Matthew 27:32, you know, Jesus was carrying a cross, going uh, to, you know, where they were going to nail him to the cross. And they said, that as they were coming out, they found a man of Cyrene named Simon, whom they pressed into service to bear his cross. Did did Simon have a choice? No, he didn't have a choice. He didn't have a choice because there was a Roman law. If if, if a high Roman official tells you to take something, you take it. And Jesus said that, you know, because you can hear it, people say, hey, Jesus, this is unfair. Why do we have to do this thing, man? They, they, they're requiring us to do something. Uh, it's not our responsibility. He said, if they ask you to go a mile, go two. That's what Jesus says. So what he's actually telling us to do on our job situation and situations, do more than what you ask to do. Do more. Because then you leave room for him to work in your life. Do more. You'll never be without a job if you always do more. Find out what really can make your marriage, your life, your children, your job, your church, your city, your country, the world successful, and do it. Whatever God has put in you to do. Don't let someone have to keep telling you on your job. Hey, Johnny, uh, go go over there and take this over here. Johnny, did you take that? Yes, sir. yes, yes, father I took. Okay, now go do this over here. Don't let somebody have to tell you everything that you're supposed to do. You need to be wise enough, so to work hard and smart, smart enough that find out what is expected of you, what can help that company move, what is in your uh, skill level that you can do because you're working hard, you're working smart, you're getting your job done quicker, more efficient, and so you help somebody else do theirs, and you become invaluable. Y'all remember Joseph? Joseph, no matter where Joseph was, no matter where he was, he became invaluable. And so... When he was in the part of the house, he became manager of everything. Joseph said, it's nothing that he hasn't given me charge over. Nothing that is not in my charge except you. Talking about his wife. When he went to prison, it wasn't long before he was in charge of the prison. Because he always did more and better because God was with him. And God is supposed to be with us. Is that correct? So we should never be without jobs for any, any length of time. You already know if you if you if you if you don't have a job right now, it's it's going to be soon. You're going to have one. Soon you'll have all. That do is call your previous employer and they'll tell them, "My goodness gracious, I hated my, you know, our company dissolved. We had to let the people go." But I tell you what, you hire that man and you will. Your company will succeed. You want them saying things like that. You want them to, you want them bend over backwards to, to, to really uh, hire you. That's what you want. Because you are such a great worker. You're a great company man. But you have your priorities right because you're a spiritual man. Joseph has his priorities right. He trusted in God. He was a spiritual man, first of all. And then he was then in the natural. Same thing for Daniel. doesn't matter who you are. If you follow God's word, follow his law, then you are going to succeed. Without a problem. Number one, we went over. Help me, come on. Number one was passionate desire for the life of God that He has for us. Number two, be determined that we're going to change those things that are out of God's will, prioritized by Him. Number three, okay, know that you're going to have to sacrifice and hurt. Number four, trust God in your spiritual covenant. Number five, be committed, number six. Be accountable, number seven. Prioritize your time and, and, you know, stick to your schedule. And, number eight. Work hard, but small. We have four more that we could give you next week. And I, I guarantee you that if you do these things, that you will succeed. Now, the prerequisite now, uh, is that... pre is that you know your spiritual life got to be in order. You know that, right? You know that these are... A lot of these are natural things. A lot of them are natural things. But if you are a spiritual woman, a man of God, then it makes everything work. Okay? Now, we, we know people succeed and not even Christians in doing things. But we don't want it to be that way because... In the end, we'll stand up and we'll still have to say, "Uh, God, I did those things out of my own strength, and really it was not for you. They get no credit. There are successful people all over uh, the world. Uh, How many of you saw the Super Bowl last week? Uh, I guess just before halftime, they had this big fellow. I think it was number 92 or something like that. Uh, He intercepted a, a pass and Ran a hundred yards for a touchdown, and then act like he was hurt. You know, <laughs> the dude was tired. You know, <laughs> he was tired. You know, uh, but I was reading the paper, and it said that it was fitting that Harrison had such a lengthy return. He was cut four times by NFL teams, three by the Steelers. Isn't that something? He mauled over his career that he might you know, want to be a, a long-distance trucker or a bus driver before the Steelers brought him back in 2004. And he stayed. The rest is history. You got to hang in there, you got to just keep going. Don't get discouraged because something don't go your way the first time, second time, third time, fourth time. You know, uh, God, a righteous man, he might fall, you know, but he's, God's going to lift him up, right? Let's stand. You can be successful at anything, at anything, at anything, if you follow these principles. If you haven't given your heart to Jesus Christ, the first thing you need to do is say, God, I want to be yours. Save me, Lord. I want to be in the household of faith. Because if I die today, then I'm going to hell. I don't want to burn, Lord, when there's an eternal inheritance waiting for me by accepting the price Jesus Christ paid for my sins. He lived, He died, and He rose again. That we may have life eternally. If you would like for me to pray for you, would you just raise your hand and put it back down. And I'm not going to embarrass you. All I want to do is just pray for you. For the salvation of your soul. If anyone's here like that. Anyone here, just raise your hand put it back down. Anybody. Anybody here that will say, you know, I'm not really at a place where I'm really prioritizing God. Would a prayer team come up? I'm not prioritizing God like I should. And I get distracted and I do a lot of good things, but the best thing gets left undone. That's you. you raise your hand and put it back down. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay. Father, the one that raised the hand, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to meet them. They were bold enough to put the hand up, Lord. They were bold enough to say, Lord, I need. I've been distracted by many things. I don't want to be like a Martha. I want to be like Mary. I want to. I want to have the better thing. I want to sit at your feet, Lord. I want to lean my head in your chest, Lord. Father, strengthen them in the inner man by your Holy Spirit with might. Cause them, Lord, to this day forward. They are going to prioritize you. I don't care if they lose sleep, I don't care if they lose activity time I don't care if they lose fun time I don't care if they lose you know uh, social life time they're gonna prioritize you they are gonna make time for you it's gonna be a set time just like we do for eating we have a set time usually morning noon and night a set time we're gonna eat we have a set time we're gonna be at our jobs because they gave it a set time. We have a set time. We're going to meet with the one who died for us. And saved our souls. We're going to prioritize it. Cause it to be so. In that person's life. In the name of Jesus. Not just for the pastor's message, but sickness, anything uh, other people you know, the prayer team is up here to pray over you. And uh, we have the prophetic team. If anyone uh, needs a word from the Lord, um, come on up and do that too. Lord, bless you guys and keep you today. Make His face shine upon you and lift up His wonderful countenance upon you and uh, give you peace in Jesus' name. Have a great day.